0: Thanks, Lucas. Uh, when Fox Two News isn't paying me enough to get adult braces, I'm Spartan Dog ninety seven. <laughs> that that's one of your best intros. Thank you. Uh, I had an alternate one, but I realized it could be turned around on me. Uh, it, it went, uh, thanks, thanks, Lucas. When my wife isn't getting, when my sister in law isn't getting cream pie by a realtor, I'm Spartan Dog ninety seven.
1: Oh, my God. We're starting off on fire. Uh, I just wanted to say, if you don't know what that's about, um, Ryan Ermani, right? Ryan Fox. <laughs> I'll say that. that. Ryan Armani made fun of Michigan State, or at least he, he thinks he did in his head by saying, we're only obsessed with beating Michigan and not winning championships, which is really ironic because that's Michigan. Unequivocally people. false. Unequivocally yeah. false. Unequivocally false. Michigan is – obsessed with beating Ohio State, they literally have countdown clocks in their locker room to the game. So why don't you look in the mirror before you say something that's stupid? And uh, I forgot his name was Ryan Armani. And I had a – I posted a picture of Newman from Seinfeld in a scene where he's, like, sweating profusely. And I said, Ryan Fox, when uh, – I was like, when MSU has a better recruiting class than Michigan and actually might do something with it. And then <laughs> – like an hour later, I'm like, that's not his name, is it? And then SD compared it to when Trump called uh, Tim Cook from Apple, Tim Apple. I mean, that was just great. Just, I left the tweet up. Ryan Fox is funnier than Ryan Armani. Yeah. I'm going to continue on fight. I'm going
0: to, I'm going to keep going. I I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm in the zone. We're going to, Lucas and I are going to do battle later. It's going to be great. Just to show you what kind of form I'm in Lucas, uh, The she, we need to stop. We need to, we need to cut off the she shed thing at at the head. It's fucking stupid. Not only is it kind of weirdly sexist, it's also a fucking stupid nickname. Okay. One. One, most people in America can't afford she sheds, let alone a house. So it falls on deaf ears. So fuck you for that. That's how I know boomers made it up because they have enough land to be able to put a she shed somewhere. Uh, Also just lazy, just so lazy. I mean, that's like the second oldest trick in the book. You Might as well call Michigan stadium uh, Ferndale West. Like, come on. So easy. I mean, I know like, you know, this is pot, this is pot calling kettle. Uh, with with my Hunter Dickinson bit, but goddamn, it's the Silent Library. Brett has the best nickname for Michigan Stadium: the Silent Library.
1: <laughs> what did I miss? Something with the she shed stuff?
0: It's it's been going around on a couple of the recruiting Facebook pages, and like uh, some some people are replying to tweets with like. The woodshed, and it's like the she shed, and it's like it's so lazy.
1: It's no, so lazy. yeah, Michigan fans can't handle a nickname for Spartan Stadium. You know, like they call there's the big house. I think the woodshed's a cooler nickname than the big house. I mean, what the fuck ever. Uh,
0: he shed is stupid. It's lazy. Yeah. Um. It's sexist. Just the silent library is such a good nickname, and it's so true. That place. If that place, if they're not actively beating Ohio State, it sounds like a fucking – well, it might as well be COVID. It might as well be the COVID season.
1: Oh, I was going to make a joke like their fans were not loud at all during the 2020 game. I was really going to go there. The, the fake noise that Fox pumped in is
0: was louder than, than what the stadium would have been.
1: Yeah. Whoops. Um, yeah, that's that's fucking stupid. But they're just they're insecure. They're filling their diapers, and they're scared of what's happening. And we're gonna go right into it right now. Um, we talked about it last week. Mel Tucker is coming even more. Not maybe maybe literally, but more so figuratively. Um, I was. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I spent
0: the last 45 minutes of, of work today uh, trying to work in uh, Tuck coming in, in four-star play. Um, I couldn't quite cross that finish line, but um, if you guys have if you guys have one, it's free. You can tweet it. You can say it on the pod, whatever. But some kind of combination of Tuck coming in four-star play.
1: I, I'm not that creative, so I'll, I'll have to think about it. But, uh, well, we have added three more four-stars to this team, the class of 2023, and two in the last about 24 hours, 24 to 28 hours. Um, on, on Saturday, we landed Jordan Hall, um, a four-star, high four-star recruit out of IMG Academy in Brainton, Florida. Yes, IMG Academy. We're getting players from there. 6'2", 225, linebacker. Um, 200th ranked in the country basically but he's top 15 in his position 39th overall player in the state of florida uh, committed saturday afternoon um, at mel tucker's house right at his house mm-hmm. yeah um, correct live from live from the basketball court in his house yeah um, they had a huge barbecue huge cookout with uh, a bunch of recruits and players and um it was really cool to watch that video like he would just he canceled all the remaining visits and then all of a sudden the smoke signals just coming, just started coming out that day. Like something's happening and it seemed like we all knew it was going to happen. Like, it seemed so obvious that if it didn't happen, we'd be surprised because I remember we were talking about it and it's like, this kid's coming here. Like, there's no way he would, he would pull this shit and then just say, Oh, I'm going to keep going to other schools. Um, Carter, did you watch that? Did you watch the video before we started on him? No? I did watch a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. with
2: Jordan Hall, I actually didn't. But, no, I okay. mean, a lot of a lot of his profile speak for, speaks for itself in terms of him being a top 200 uh, commit. Uh, also, the fact that he's the only three-time IMG captain ever. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Because, I mean, that's, that's the place that the best of the best high school athletes go to. So, I mean, the fact that that's what you're getting – in the middle of your defense in a couple of years. I mean, that, that, that tells you something right there. He's already got good size. What? 6'2, 220? I mean, that's, that's pretty massive for a linebacker. I mean, mm-hmm. that one, yeah, that one was a really, really impressive recruitment. And also like with the video of him, like committing, um, he looked like he was having a great time. He looks like he was really, really happy to come there. I also love how they had the space, <laughs> like the, uh, they had the spaces the other day that our good friend, the MSU chief of propaganda, Brett, Um, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. And his mom was like in there talking about how great MSU like the staff and everyone and all the fans have been, uh, with hall and his family. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was really pumped about that one.
1: Yeah. Do you have anything to add SD?
0: No, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like we should establish a, um, a Lucas bingo card. Where uh, where we have uh, my wife is the free space, and then uh, we fill it in with other uh, with other common Lucas phrases like uh, you know the end of the Antonio era, uh, (laughs) yeah, uh, Dan flashes, uh, coming and pissing and shitting.
1: Yeah, like diaper, uh, like filling your diaper and all that. Filling your diaper, yeah. Uh, Disney World, Rams,
0: uh, yeah, Rams. Uh, which, LA which Rams. I'm
1: disappointed that Brett didn't have any Rams talk in the chat or in the space. Hey, um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but uh, the
0: yeah, you know, like when I think Peach, I think it was Peach who might have tweeted it. It was like. Or someone, someone, Peach retweeted it, but someone was like, "Remember when we all got super upset that Luke Fickle didn't take the MSU head coaching job?" <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <You> like
1: <laughs> erased it from my memory.
0: Yeah, I remember
1: yeah. yeah, that that motherfucker's memory hole to hell. Well, um, and then we were. Then I, after Fickle said no, I was resenting. I was resigning myself to what seemed to be the fact at the time that Brett Bielamo was going to be our coach. Bert. So, I mean, it, it, or or then I heard Pat Shermer, and I'm like, oh my God, what what's going on? Um, yeah, I'm excited. I, go go ahead, go ahead. Shout out
0: to our friend G A Blue Bean, by the
1: way. Yeah, we're big <laughs> recruiting B-Lama fiends bro. now. Like well, stars matter, so suck a dick, Bean, uh, respectfully. Um, no, Bela bro. Oh, sorry, I'm talking, I'm talking about Blue.
0: Beam. Oh fuck that guy! I'm talking about Belemo, bro. No, no yeah, because when up. he
2: left, yeah, because when he left Twitter, when <laughs> he left Twitter, he took he took his name. That
1: was so good. He's like, should I take G A Bluebeam? We're all like, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout out Belemo, bro. Um, a great account to follow on Twitter, just for the random Jack Brett, Brett Yeah, He's just for it. the just for the vibes and the Beach yeah. Boys, just, and yep. the
0: Beach Boys tweets.
1: Yep uh I, yeah with jordan hall i did i didn't listen to the entire space because i was busy but i did tune in just to, uh, right when his mom was uh on it and yeah carter you said it i mean she hear her talk about mel tucker and msu it just makes you feel so damn good like not just for the results that we've seen on the field but like for the character he seems to have brought into this team and brought and brought to this team and um like, just I think the direction we're going. And I mean, if this is the start, I mean, we've got eight four stars, and
2: another team
1: in our state only has two right now. So there's rumors um, of one, there's rumors of him bolting just out there. Really? Monitor it. Something we will be monitoring that. Um, so we've got eight four stars, and we added two more of them yesterday. Um, Jalen Braxton, a six foot, yeah, he's six foot, uh, 170 cornerback from Lone Star in Frisco, Texas, Uh, 248th ranked nationally, 27th in his position in the country. Um, I know you were watching that
2: film right before we started. You said he's a pretty hard hitter, right, Carter? Yeah, it was like the third clip in his huddle. He's just absolutely rocking a guy and laying him out.
1: (laughs) Good. We need that. We need that. We need that. Dom, that established presence in the secondary. Um, we need. We need more dogs back there. And we've had amazing success when our secondary is really good. So, I mean, if you combine that with what Tucker and his guys bring, I mean, it. I'm not. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but it's. It's going to look great. And, um, <laughs> you know, we. We all thought it was done yesterday after getting one more recruit. Then a couple hours later. Uh, Coach Tucker rec- ret- retweets the next step um, uh, GIF and then the uh, hashtag Texas to MSU stuff happened all day. And uh, this guy wasn't from Texas, but he was a pull out of uh, Tampa, Florida. Clay, we're just going to say Whedon, but yep. it might be Wedeen. 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 Weden Um, Not related to Brandon Whedon, the former Cleveland Browns quarterback. Um, uh, he's an interior offensive lineman, and uh, 6'6", 295. He's a big boy. Big old tuna can. Uh, there, there's your. I think you there's, should leave reference check. There's, <laughs> a, there's a bingo card. Oh, uh, that might be worth bringing up. Um, he's 379th ranked uh, nationally, 21st in his position, so that's big. Um, committed last night around this time maybe a little bit later, but uh, Carter, I know you watched his film too. So like, what, what do you think of him? I know you were very high on him.
2: Yeah, he's good. I, I mean, he's a, I was looking at his junior season and the, the thing that's that stood out to me is he looked so poised. I mean, you know how offensive linemen can sometimes look a little bit uh, like skittish out there if they're playing, uh, you know, bigger competition, things like that he looks like he wasn't backing down. He looked like he, you know, he stood tall. He had that kind of demeanor about him. That was real, real confident. Um, I liked how he kept his feet active. Uh, The, the, he had his hands at the pad level real well. Um, I mean, he looked good. He was, he was playing through the whistle uh, when he was run blocking wasn't letting anything through with uh, pass protection. So, I mean, this is a guy who could probably start right away once he gets in. I mean, that, that was just his junior film and it looks he looks like almost like a finished product, but I feel like there's a little bit more like that he's going to be able to grow. So, I mean, these are, these are big time recruits. We just landed. I mean, these would be, like I said, the last time, like these would be the crown jewels of, of classes of the past, but these are just regular additions to these classes. This is absolutely impressive recruiting right now.
1: Yeah. It's something we haven't seen maybe ever with with MSU and, You know, all due respect to the previous regimes, it's just like, man, this is nuts. (laughs) I'm not used to this. And like I I said in a tweet last night, I promised myself I wouldn't get excited or into football recruiting rankings. But, like, I'm checking, like, 24-7's top 10 every day. Like, okay, well, how are we looking? How are we looking here? Um, Because I just find it hilarious that the fans down the road are, like, chirping at us going, wow, offseason champs. Take a fucking look in the mirror, you dipshits. Uh, take a look in the mirror also belongs on the bingo card, by the way.
0: Uh, <laughs> man, <laughs> we're uh, no, I, I, I tweeted this yesterday. Offseason recruiting is a lot more fun when you know it won't get squandered by a fucking dork.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, okay, you guys remember that Matt Dudek guy? Yep. <laughs> Their, their, peach found a tweet where someone was like on a, on a Michigan, Michigan message board was like, I don't care who we have to bring back, bring back Matt Dudek. And I just burst out laughing. Like <laughs> they are so desperate to bring that D bag back. I remember when he talked so much shit before our game last year. And then like, I don't think he tweeted a thing until maybe the Ohio state game. It was some, it was a long time because people were chirping at him and he was blocking people, but he wasn't, he wasn't talking back. Um, That'd be hilarious if they rehired him just to try to get some juice on us, which won't happen. Um, And I know, I forgot, I forgot to see what, um, what Brian or what Brandon Jordan's doing. Uh, I think he's doing some clinics soon, isn't he? Or he's, he's going around recruiting, isn't he? He's recruiting. And then I think he has a clinic coming up
0: here. I think at the end of it's either at the end of June or uh, middle of July.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, I do think it's in East Lansing though too. And we do have some visits. We do have a visit for sure that I know of Um, four-star edge. um, Wait, no, he's on edges. Wait, hold on. I got this whole wrong. Uh, Sean Cooper will be there. No, man, I'm an idiot. There's two guys visiting, I believe, this weekend. Am I right? I believe there are people visiting. There's two more people. I see a four-star D-lineman and a four-star Edge. The way this is worded is is confusing me, but it's something that Coach Jordan retweeted, so I might just ignore it until we get for sure, but I know that visits are still happening, so, uh, you know, we're about to enter week three of the of this fun roller, not roller coaster, or this fun smooth ride, um, I'm excited. Yeah. God damn, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what
0: kind of cars they put on the field this week. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like what we all used to get hype about the Jersey reveal videos. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for: is what kind of car, cars are car reveal
1: video. Yeah,
0: they're not putting a Tesla out there because they don't want half the stadium to collapse after after it blows up. But they uh, they're, <laughs> oh, they're definitely. Yeah, the car takes over and runs over and runs over Coach Cap.
1: Because <laughs> uh, uh, autopilot accidentally got turned on. Uh, they should put a Ford F 150 Lightning out there. Just just <laughs> throwing it out there. I saw one today, not to brag. So I just wanted to. Shout Ford
0: F 150,
1: that's another bingo card. <laughs> it is my next car, though. So it's <laughs> just going to keep happening. Um, I think that's really all the updates we've got. So, like, you know, if we get some more recruits, I'm sure we'll, we'll come back next week and, and talk some more about them. Um, but uh, another football-related uh, happening that just broke um, two, about three hours ago is former Spartan Dog, former football captain, um, Kari Willis, uh, current, uh, was a safety for the Indianapolis Colts, drafted out of uh, MSU. He retired after three seasons, for three seasons in the NFL today. He wants to pursue a future in ministry. Um, said that he has decided to officially retire from the NFL as I endeavor to devote the remainder of my life to the further advancement of the gospel of Christ. Um, you know, good for him to, to go out in the NFL on his terms and uh, to not let his brain get scrambled by CTE. Um, that sounds gross, but I mean, that's kind of the reality of things. You know, we've seen this before. What was the name of that guy, Chris Borland?
2: Yeah, Chris from Wisconsin.
1: I think he retired after what one year.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, one year with the Niners. Um, So, I mean, I don't think this is going to be something that we see trending more and more. But I could see this happening for younger guys, like after three or four years in the NFL. But um, what were your guys' thoughts on it? On on him relieving?
0: I mean, you know. My personal thoughts on religion aside. Um right. I think our friend our, I think our friend Cam put it best when he said Kari Willis didn't want to get CTE at 42 Respect. <laughs> yeah. And you know, three years in the NFL, three years of an NFL contract is is life is is life-changing money. I mean, if you played that, if you play it right, you can live off three years of an NFL contract and not have to do anything else, but, you know, he wants to pursue other passions, you know, cool. Um, you know? Yeah. I think as, I think as these new players start coming into the league, it's going to be become less about, um, you know, it's going to be less about trying to play as long as possible and sacrificing your body and your mind. And more about the end of your career, right? Because even if you have a Tom Brady type career, you're still retiring 25 years before anyone else. So, you know, you need something to fill that time. So, and not everyone can be a broadcaster. Uh, I, especially people who are in broadcasting. I just rewatched the Peach Bowl broadcast. I rewatched 80s Peach Bowl highlights God damn, was RG three terrible?
2: Yeah, he's not very good.
0: He sucks. Uh, The line he said after Cal after Cal Halliday's pick six. uh, Oh, what did he say? I I just must be. It must be a Merry Christmas because that's one happy holiday. Yeah, (laughs) it's December thirtieth, man.
1: (laughs) What?
2: That is an awful dad joke, right there.
1: He was waiting to, to just unleash that. He had that written. Get in the hotel room ready. He had it in his head. And yeah, he got, hot, he, he got the holiday. Got MSU. That
0: Yeah, he got MSU's roster and was like,
1: <laughs> "Halliday,
2: I oh, can do I something with like
1: so. this." He could have been like, "And a happy new year to MSU fans," and enjoy this new this holiday or something like that. Would could have been better, but instead he had. It's like he panicked and just brought up Christmas because a lot who's of people. His, love who's his girlfriend or wife?
0: Uh, part of my take used to bring her up all the time. Brit <sighs> it's like ta it, it's she's Brazilian. Me, I mean, no. Oh, I'm I
1: thinking think. of the of the lady who was Russell Wilson's girlfriend when he got drafted. Like they have that picture of her face when he got called by the Seahawks and she looks like a demon. Oh, That's what I'm oh, thinking. Oh yeah. God damn it. This Gret- is gonna Gretty, Greta, Greta?
0: Greta. Yeah, Greta. Greta yeah, Greta. He used Greta. to talk about Greta all
1: the time. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, Carter, what are your thoughts on on our, our boy, our, our good friend, our family leaving the NFL?
2: Yeah, I definitely respect him for going out on his own terms. Um, I enjoyed watching Kari Willis a lot, though. Um, he was – I mean, he he really I – I feel like we say this about a lot of guys, but, I mean, with Kari Willis, I think it's really especially true. I really think he did embody, like, what a Spartan dog is. Because yeah. you look at Kari Willis, like he doesn't really have like the typical NFL size. Like he was a little bit smaller, but he had that that relentless mentality. He had that dog mentality. He worked so hard every play. I mean, the teams that like he played on at Michigan State were not very good, but he was always such a highlight. He was always such a such a bright spot on those teams. Um, and then, you know, he, he worked he worked his way to playing in the NFL. I mean, he had a couple of really good moments in the NFL with the Colts, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, what do they say? He started 33 games, a uh, couple interceptions. I remember a pick six. He also had uh, that real big hit on Derek Henry. I'm sure you guys saw that one today. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was pretty cool when he got drafted in the fourth round. I was like, well, okay, didn't expect that, but it's it was really awesome for him. And I'm glad that he got to go out the way he wanted. And he's now you know getting to live a life doing something that I feel like he he's always wanted to do. So you know, I I, I gotta I. Can't do anything but respect him. Got to give him a shout out.
1: Absolutely. Um, Kari, if you ever listen to this, we wish you nothing but the best. And um, if you have a little bit of free time, come on the pod.
2: Yeah, come on the pod. Yeah.
1: I mean, we'll, we'll talk whatever you want to talk. Yeah, convert uh, me. That'll be a fun message I to say that, convert Maybe Maybe talk some religion into the SD. <laughs> uh, so... We have some news on the basketball front. Um, this happened, I think, a day after we, we recorded. Um, Mike Garland, yeah. you know, former or long-time assistant coach in Tom time, he left for a couple years in the early 2000s, um, bombed pretty hard at Cleveland State, and then he came back. Um, not trying to be mean, but just his record wasn't great. I looked it up. Um, it was pretty bad. And uh, he retired. Uh, he retired for this upcoming season. So we have an assistant opening. And from what we were told, what it's going to look for someone more like the recruiting, more so the recruiting aspect. So I'm sure NIL is going to be a, someone has to be an expert in NIL or at least pretty, pretty efficient in the knowledge and the language of it. Um, I've been saying it's going to be Tom Crean. I'm gonna, I spoke it into existence for a second, but. Um, it's not going to be him. I think this is going to be one where Izzo decides to go younger too. I don't, you know, I don't think, I think he's going to blow this one. I really
2: don't. Now, I think I think Izzo is going to apply to the same things he kind of applied to, uh, like when he was hiring Thomas Kelly. He wanted somebody with that more forward think. He wanted somebody younger. He wanted somebody with a little bit more forward thinking in college basketball. Um, so I think like he's going to be thinking of that in terms of recruiting. Um, I think that's kind of like where it's going to go. It's probably going to be somebody who's a little bit more recruiting focused uh, than coaching. Uh, and I don't think there's really anything too terribly wrong with that. I mean, the recruiting is still good, but, you know, it's definitely a different game in college basketball now. So um, the way you recruit will have to will have to change quite a bit. Uh, so I was going to get somebody who can kind of think about things in a, a more modern way than I guess he would. And I'm glad he's going to have a voice like that uh, with him in the locker room. Do you
1: have any thoughts on what, what the future, what yeah. you want in the future assistant? Uh, I,
0: I mean, I obviously want someone younger, right? I obviously want someone who understands NIL, who understands the portal. um. You know, but it just kind of is what it is at this point. I feel like with um, with the staff, I don't think um, OG's replacement is going to be filled this season. Um, I think they'll roll with just mm. – I think they'll just kind of share responsibilities between Wojcik, uh, <laughs> between Wojcik, TK, um, you know – yeah, Montgomery, and they'll so, and they'll kind of do stuff. Uh, I would imagine a better rotation
1: for the the team and the coaching staff.
0: Well, yeah, you know it's hard to keep four assistant coaches happy, but maybe three you can keep happy. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah, you know it just kind of, uh, you know, I don't blame OG at all for for leaving. Um, you know, he has a, he has more than enough reason to. I mean he's been doing this for damn near half his for damn near half his life. So, yeah. Probably a
1: little longer than that. So, well, you know, his son had that heart transplant 2 years ago. Right. That he missed a, he missed quite a bit of time for and um I could understand taking a step back. He's accomplished so much. He's been a part of all but one final 4 team under Izzo and has a national championship ring with him. So, I mean, that's that's pretty incredible He's got seven final four rings and a national title ring like that's an accomplished career absolutely no absolutely so um, all right you know that's 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 kind of that on that you know um, um, before before we do our duel uh, if you don't know Spartan dog and I are gonna battle each other on Jurassic world Dominion um, and how one of us thought it was wasn't bad and the other one thought it was pretty bad um, I might be putting it lightly for you but uh, we have to talk about the picture that just dropped on Twitter of Ryan Gosling as Ken from the new Barbie movie coming out uh, next July. Yeah same day as Oppenheimer. Um, hot just so hot so hot. <laughs> I thought it was fake like I just came home and I looked at my phone and I saw the bacon wire tweet about ryan gosling or michigan state football and then michigan football is uh him from lars and the real girl right yeah yeah yeah, i love that movie (laughs) it's so good and then i saw him as ken i'm like wait my brain just kind of broke for a sec i'm like is this like a really good photoshop and then i found i found it on lcb like yep. oh yeah it's ryan gosling i'm like good lord like, this is going to be a stupid movie It's I, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm interested To see what it's like, but uh, I just had to bring that up I mean, I'd say zero beers For sure, right?
0: Yeah, uh, negative Beers, I mean <laughs> uh, I would convert to I would
1: convert to Mormonism <laughs> I would never drink alcohol Again, Ryan Gosling shows up At your door, and you're like oh, Alright <laughs> Just throw yeah. out your liquor. Sorry. I, not, I got to. I watched Under the Banner of Heaven. Uh, oh, I've been meaning to get to that.
0: Very good. Uh, Andrew Garfield's fantastic in it. Uh, but it, it, I, I've i come to the conclusion that 70% of Mormons are, um, are a property tax hike away from becoming the Unabomber.
1: Oh, my God. I can't. I don't have a comeback for that. Uh, I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of people who've seen it. It's a really good show. It's very good. Have you? Have any of you watched The Boys? Yep. I am. I got to watch it. I haven't caught up yet. I'm almost caught up. On, I'm on episode four. So. And I still have to watch Barry. I still have to finish Barry. Yes, you do. You still it, have it, to finish Barry. It does end pretty good.
0: Oh, yeah. The finale is phenomenal.
1: Okay. I'll have to watch it. <sighs> All right, Carter. You ready?
2: Are we going? Okay. Let's do it. All right. Now for the main event of this week's episode of Bacon Wire Podcast. The Jurassic Park Dominion Battle. In this corner, he's seen every Jurassic Park movie with his wife, and she's cried every time. And you can't fake passion like that. In this corner, Lucas, the big lug, Whitney. And in this corner... A sickle in one hand and a hammer in the other. It's Spartan Dog 97. <laughs> All right, you guys, go ahead. All
1: right, so to lay, lay down the law, um, Jurassic World Dominion came out um, this past weekend. And the reviews were pretty terrible, but I don't know how, but I really enjoyed it. And um, I got cooked. We're part of a LCB... SD and I are part of an LCB Discord, and uh, I got torched pretty hard for like in the movie. Like it kind of made me gun shy for a couple days. Uh, it was pre- it was pretty contentious. I was blown away by how how contentious it was. Um, and so we decided to debate it tonight. And um, you know, Spartan Dog, I'll let you go. I'll let you start. This movie was dog shit. Okay, it takes.
0: All of the worst parts of Fallen Kingdom and amplifies them
1: mm-hmm. and makes them even dumber. Okay. Like what? Like what? I'm just I'm not trying to be facetious, I'm asking. Uh let's start with the clone. Let's start with the clone. Let's
0: start with Maisie. Okay. Uh so I actually thought the clone was interesting-ish in Fallen Kingdom of a grieving grandfather. Who, or a grieving father who wanted to resurrect his dead daughter using the technology he helped invent with John Hammond. And that being a step too far for John Hammond and him breaking off and doing his own thing and cloning her anyway. And then to reverse course on that and being like, no, you were an immaculate conception. Uh, Macy used you or uh, whatever the fuck her name is used you to solve a disease she didn't even know she had until after you were born fucking stupid stupid i wish we could record
1: video <laughs> this is dumb so dumb okay i so when, when i went and watched this um i watched an imax because cassie another bingo space um She hates IMAX, so I have to go by myself, Um, and which I don't mind. Going to movies alone is fine. Uh, Eliminate the stereotype uh, or the stigma behind it. Um, When when that part happened, when Dr. Wu said, like, no, you're actually her daughter, and she, like, conceived you on her own, I'm not going to lie. My brain did break for a second. Like, what? But I thought about it. And like, and I know we're probably gonna talk about how the locusts were a pretty integral part and the dinosaurs seemed to take second fiddle for some of the movie. I mean, I don't know if that's gonna be one of your talking points, but I'm not it trying is. to Okay. It is. I felt like that that part was a little out there, but I understood it. Well, not understood it, but I think it was something that Michael Crichton that felt like something that Michael Crichton would do because He loved that science fiction shit, that that part of Jurassic Park. So I think that if he were alive, R.I.P. in peace, um, that would be something where he wouldn't be too upset about. But I did understand that because that was the one part of the movie that made me go like, okay, it's one thing because in Jurassic Park, they set up, you know, the dinosaurs would be able to change their sex if needed and breed, you know, because, you know, obviously the, the famous quote, life finds a way. Um, but yeah, I, I remember re- seeing that and it, last weekend. Last weekend, I'm like, really? Like, she had a fucking kid? Like, at on one oh, point, like, Jesus? just go
0: get, just go get some dick. Just go get <laughs> some dick. Go get laid, okay? If you're already, if you're already planning to fix her DNA, you can fix whatever fucked up shit is wrong with the father's DNA too. All right, you don't need to fucking clone yourself. Well, fucking, go get laid, you
1: fucking nerd. jurassic world have sex or touch grass (laughs) um and i can understand that point because yeah that i don't know i mean that did wrap my mind up pretty bad for a minute but i understood it for a little bit but i i agree with the like i wish they even though that movie had a ton of exposition like why didn't they should have explained just a little bit more like Oh, they they did. They did what the dinosaurs like. They can change their sex. They can. Thank you. Thank you for bringing up
0: exposition, because this movie does my least favorite trope where they open. They open recapping the events of the franchise to that point.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Fucking new story. And not just a new story. A now this Facebook video. That's real. Yeah, now this is a real thing I didn't know that They opened the movie With a now this Facebook video With uh, With just The absolute most Exposition And shit that like a now this writer Wouldn't even know They write that shit in 20 minutes They're not gonna research a picture Of Charlotte Lockwood Next to Maisie Fucking bullshit <laughs> the only time the news anchor exposition thing has ever worked in a movie, the only time was Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet. And that's because it's written into the narrative. The narrative is crafted around those, the narrative is crafted around those town crier storyteller exposition dumps. You're just doing this to remind people. Of
1: your stupid bullshit. <laughs> uh, I didn't really think that was too bad. Um, I get your point, but now that it's a real Facebook thing, I wasn't aware of that I just thought it was something they made up for the movie. No, uh, Universal probably owns it too, or Comcast yeah, or whoever. Probably. Um, I didn't mind it, but I mean, there could have been, like, I mean, I get. I get starting it by kind of catching people up because it has been four years, but like. The movie's already 45 minutes too long. The movie's already 45 minutes too long. I like, I mean, I get, but then I think about, you know, Dark Knight Rises. That really didn't have to like have a. It just, the only thing that it started with was like talking about how Harvey Dent was dead and all that. And then, and that, how that, how those events like played into this movie. And like, you could have, you could have taken out, that now, this thing and just started with that, um, with the mosasaur eating the crab, yeah, crabs, yeah, eating that cage and sinking that ship. And you could have, it could have gone into like, you know, this epidemic around the whole world. You know, what are we going to do about this? It tells you everything you already know. That cold open tells you
0: everything you already need to know about the world, right? right. It, it, it could have honestly started with Claire rescuing that dinosaur. It could have started, honestly. It could have started with Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler arriving at at Biosyn. That's how it could have. It could have started there. This movie needed to be an hour and 45 minutes.
1: So basically Jurassic World's
0: length. Yeah, it maybe needed to be that. I don't need to see fucking uh, Claire and Owen trying to be parents. I don't need to see... Uh, Blue and her baby running around I don't need to see poachers All I need to know is Macy's been kidnapped Owen and Clara are going to get her Here's what we can. Here's what happens Just start the movie in Malta I don't even give a fuck Just start the movie in Malta I, I really don't care
1: I will defend Blue and her baby I, I love Blue Blue's a good friend, a family member um, An awesome Raptor um really I've heard she's really she's a really good person. Um so I like seeing blue and her kid because I think that kind of like it evolves. I mean it's a fucking raptor, but like it evolves her story a little bit so that way she's not just like kicking ass like she did in the first two movies. She's like Freddie, she's like retired and like oh I got a kid now and all that shit. You're retired.
0: Like, you're talking Lucas, you're talking about a dinosaur,
1: dude. I am. I'm I'm biased,
0: man. You're I'm biased. You're not you're not even like a raptor, like you're talking about Chris Bosch. Like you're
1: <laughs> that's a reference. Uh well, I mean, it sounds stupid, but I mean we're watching a movie about dinosaurs. So Are we? We're watching a movie about giant locusts. I I think the locusts weren't the weren't were bad. Um I have a big axe to grind with a certain part of the movie, but I think the locusts you didn't need them to include to to put biosyn in you could have easily had biosyn be like we're creating these genomes you know we're gonna help advance life with the dinosaurs being here we can figure shit out and you could have made a plot like they're not breeding more hybrids but like they're bringing all these dinosaurs in and they're eventually gonna release them you know you could do something like that um but the locust was something that again, I felt like, and I'm, I'm going to say it again. It's a Michael Crichton thing. Like I've read a lot of his books. So it felt like it felt like something that like the Jurassic park book would have, like, I know it wouldn't have the locust, but it was something like, okay, this is obviously moving the story, but like, I mean, I don't understand why it had to be bugs that, that Ellie Sattler had to come back.
0: Jurassic park had a storyline. About giant crop-eating locusts, it would have been cut from the movie. It would have been cut from the Jurassic Park movie. Well, because Spielberg, Spielberg, Spielberg is a that. good director and knows that a movie needs pacing, and people come to these movies for I, dinosaurs. You you only have you have like twelve dinosaurs in the whole movie, and the only dinosaur fight is in pitch black darkness. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, that's the one thing is like, I think Colin Trevorrow is a bad director. Um, He's terrible. He's got off. Like I think Jurassic world works. I like the concept of Jurassic world because it's like, it's it's just force awake. It's force awakens. It's, I I understand, but like, it feels like a more natural progression. Like, Holy shit, they're doing the park. Like that was cool to see. Like the park is open. Like that's pretty cool. And it's easy to do, but like, Um, but then at the same time, it's like, Hey, this wasn't going to work the first time and a lot of people died. So what makes you think that like 20,000 people a day is going to work the next time? Um, but now, but I I will agree with you that, that he is a bad director and I can see why they pulled him from episode nine. Not that episode nine was great anyway, but I kind of want to, isn't his script online? His script is
0: online. Yeah. And it kind of want to read it now. I mean, it's. It's not great, but, you know, I'll send you a link to a YouTube video I think is really I think is really good. Anyway, back to Jurassic World. It the, the low like you don't need the locusts. You don't You don't need it to tell the story. You can have Alan Grant and Abby and Ellie Sadler show up to in at Ian Malcolm's request because they're fucking around with dinosaurs. They're fucking around with DNA and yeah. it's unnatural. You, I can agree with do, that. you can do that. You don't need the locusts and the food supply and you don't need fucking Richard Parker doing a weird Elon Musk
1: thing. Uh, Thank you. I wonder who the fuck that guy was. It was Andrew Garfield's dad an amazing Spider-Man. Thank you anyway like
0: the good parts of this movie are are infrequent and fleeting and my biggest problem with the movie it's not the um it's not the now this facebook video exposition dump it's not richard parker it's not the locust it's it's maybe not even the length it's the absurd amount of plot armor they give to everybody mm. because it takes the tension out of the movie. When you, when you're watching Jurassic park for the first time, you feel like you feel like every single character is an imminent, lethal danger. Mm-hmm. When you're watching this movie, you watch fucking Chris Pratt survive a plane crash.
1: Yeah. Like, like, come on. And he brought a knife to like fight a raptor too, or like a dinosaur.
0: Yeah. The, the most, the, that the, the biggest apex predator in the history of the world. And nobody dies. Well, Chris Pratt is able to get within eight feet of his mouth and fucking stab him with a knife, stab it with a knife. And nobody gets eaten. Nobody even loses a limb. Nobody even loses
1: a fucking finger. Well, and the, the, I think my, go ahead, go ahead. If you, there's
0: no stakes. There's no stakes.
1: I, I think the stakes are just too broad. Like, it's just like the stakes are like, oh, wow. It, if we don't stop these locusts, we could end the world. But it just lost focus. That like, hey, there's dinosaurs living among us. Like, that should be the main focus. Is to maybe not. You can't really prevent it anymore because I think people are gonna try it no matter what. But like, you could, you could uh, limit it. You know, you could limit breeding or whatever. I I think that's its biggest fault is that it just got away from the dinosaurs. I liked. I thought the amount of the dinosaurs were in it were fine, um, but my biggest issue was that. You tease up this Giganotosaurus. You know, you have the... The Joker. The Joker. Yes, I was going to say that. You tease it up and like, you know, Colin Trevorrow says, he the, the present has a presence in this movie like Joker. And... I didn't in what movie? He, the like, 2016
0: what? Suicide Squad? Because he's barely fucking in it? He doesn't yeah, do it anything?
1: Gives, he has a tattoo above his forehead that says damaged. I saw it. I don't know if you did. Um, and... Uh, that just what bug the shit out of me, and like you see him in one scene where he kind of fights off the T-Rex, who's an uh, who's an, a legend, um and I I couldn't believe that. I'm like, okay, well I'm, here's where the Rex dies. You know, I was ready, I was ready in my head for the T-Rex to die because she's the oldest, she's the old dinosaur from Jurassic Park. I'm like, all right, here we go, she's gonna die. I'm gonna be a little pissed off, whatever. But then he just goes, hey, fuck off, this is my food, and then. Like, you don't see that dinosaur, this Joker presence, again, for like, what, another hour? Yeah. Like, the final scene where he fights the... He, and he doesn't
0: kill anybody. Has a body count of zero. Doesn't kill another dinosaur. Almost
1: kills, almost kills the T-Rex, or at least I think that dinosaur yeah. thought he killed the T-Rex.
0: Doesn't even kill another dinosaur. Your, your big, bad dino doesn't even
1: have a kill fucking dog water yeah i mean i i will we do we are agreeing on some of this but like i'm so biased like i love jurassic park movies and i'll watch this again i will like if it's on tv or if it's on peacock or whatever i'll watch it because like i'm literally like randy marsh with the member berries watching it like like they're just hypnotizing him and that's what i did when i saw alan and ellie and ian again like wow this this Really cool, like that was really cool to see. It also
0: does one of my other least favorite things,
1: uh,
0: where two characters who haven't seen each other in a while, uh, one of them says, You didn't come all the way out here, or you didn't invite me all the way out
1: here just to catch catch up, up, did you? I mean, goddamn, man. I will, I think that them ending up being together does atone for the dumbest thing I think that the third movie did Jurassic park three is no reason. So at the end of the first Jurassic park, you know, Alan is talking about how he doesn't like kids and all that. Right. And then, you know, he goes on this adventure with Lex and Tim who are pretty good kids to their own extent. And, you know, at the end of the movie, they're like, they won't leave him. Like they won't leave him alone. And he like smiles and it's like that little character growth, like, Hey, this guy could be a pretty good dad. And then, like Jurassic Park three comes out, and it's like he's this lonely asshole with no kids, and like Ellie is with someone else, and you really didn't have to do that. And I like that they end up being together in the end because that's how it always should have been. That's just that's just my personal opinion on it.
0: Ellen, see, that's the thing is that at least Jurassic Park three had had at least a couple fun moments, like the raptor on the plane. (laughs) <laughs> funny as fuck. Uh I, I there's nothing redeeming about this movie. Not a single thing. Um I think Sam Neill is pretty fucking bad. I think hmm. I think Goldblum kind of phones it in, which like uh, phoned in Goldblum is still 7 out of 10. Um <laughs> I think Laura Dern was really good. Laura Dern was good. Laura Dern always Laura Dern always throws 100.
1: I mean, she's not yeah. gonna She's not gonna and I forgot he's an Oscar winner. I forgot she won.
0: He is it's Laura Dern, Oscar winner. Um, uh but yeah, the clone girl I thought was pretty bad. Um the the pilot uh was fucking was whatever a nothing burger character. Yeah uh, Richard Parker was fucking bullshit.
1: That Ramsey guy, uh Ramsey was just walking exposition.
0: Yeah, he was like fucking. And then like Richard Parker was like, "Hey, we can rebuild this, you and me." Like there was yeah. never any inkling that that <laughs> Ramsey was like the number was like the number one boy. He's like, like number two. Yeah. Uh, uh, so just I, fucking it. So stupid. So I, stupid. So stupid. There was such a good concept of dinosaurs in the open that you could have done that you just decided not to. You could keep most of the movie the same, except you could keep you could you could exchange the storyline about having to stop the locusts for blue being kidnapped, and it's instantly a better movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Instantly a better movie.
1: Yeah, like you could have kidnapped Blue and the baby and the clone, you know. No, baby. you
0: keep the baby and the baby becomes domesticated and that's the future. Like, like cats and dogs. Beta is a domesticated dinosaur. That's how you, that's how you oh. fix this movie. That's how you set up the
1: future. Well, I think if there were really, I agree with the stakes on this and. There are no stakes, no I stakes. Think what I no one movie- is dying. You
0: had the opportunity to establish stakes when Ian Malcolm was waving the, was waving the, I thought thought you could have, you could have the dino eat Ian Malcolm and it instantly, and it instantly provides stakes.
1: Right.
0: And Jeff Goldblum could have got a witty one liner in whatever you could have. I mean, instantly you could have shown everyone that no one was safe, but no, no one even gets scratched.
1: Well, Chris Pratt does when Blue like bites him, remember? To, to rescue. Whatever. <laughs> Got him. Uh, I, I thought the movie was going to go something like, you know, th- th- I think the stakes should have been like, they always hinted at in Jurassic Park 1, the lysine contingency, where they could activate this, this gene or um, this part of their DNA that, Basically kills the dinosaurs if needed. It's like the you know, pull in case of emergency button. And I was kind of wondering if they would ever bring that back up in this set of movies because it's there, unless Dr. Wu engineered it to not be, which is probably what happened. But like I I thought that was the way to go because then you raise the stakes of like we could kill every single dinosaur on this planet and have our planet back. And you know and they just went oh well we're I don't I want to hear the pitch room for this movie because you have a great set of ingredients with like bringing back some cast members and stuff but like I, I kept telling Cassie like I should be in charge of the Jurassic Park movies because I think I, I think any of us could have done a better job with like the locust stuff because the, the best job you can do with the locust stuff Is throwing it out of the movie, yeah, or mention it briefly, like you could say, like locusts are killing crops. Is it and also, and then move on.
0: And also, Henry Wu, Henry Wu, is like he didn't need to be redeemed. Is a goddamn war criminal. He he is on par with with real GB ninety four. I mean, (laughs) god damn it. Oh no. He should not be free. He should
1: not breathe free air the rest of his life. He should be up against a firing squad wall. Well, like that, that's what I didn't like is like, okay, I get redeeming certain people, but I'm like, Dr. Wu had plenty of chances to redeem himself. Like, he could have legit redeemed himself after Jurassic World, but like, he just decided to go and fuck around with the other stuff in Fallen Kingdom. And when he when he's like sitting there releasing those logos and feeling happy, I'm like, man, he didn't he didn't deserve this. He's responsible for every dinosaur that kills someone in this world. Am I wrong? No. It's it's up to him. It, it's all falls back on him. And I will admit that, I mean, the first Jurassic Park is the best. There's nothing nothing comes close to it. But I'm just I'm real. I was really entertained by it. I mean, it's not like it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I don't, I don't know how you were because in, in my mind, there's not one
0: redeemable anything about this movie. There's not one redeemable acting performance. There's not one redeemable... Can't hear you. There's not one redeemable thing about this movie. There's not one redeemable acting performance. There's not one redeemable scene. There's not one redeemable uh, dinosaur action. The best dinosaur thing... Was a fucking repeat from Jurassic Park. Which part? The spitter. Oh, with, Dilophosaurus. With Richard Parker. Yeah. 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 Fucking bullshit. It, it 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 was bullshit. It was terrible. I can't wait to never see this movie again. Uh, how you how you think this movie was anything other than than unconscionable dog shit, Lucas? I have no idea. I really don't. I understand having biases. Okay, I'm biased towards the MCU, and I can commit. And I at least, and I can even
1: admit that bad MCU movies are bad. I think this is better than Jurassic Park three and Fallen Kingdom. I really do. I I don't think it's
0: better than either of those. I don't.
1: I hate Fallen Kingdom,
0: and I still think Fallen Kingdom. I still. It, the old, Fallen Kingdom at least had the had this scene where they're running away from the erupting volcano. That was cool. Hmm. That was fun. That was entertaining. There is nothing like that
1: in, in Dominion. Maybe I'll need to rethink my rankings. But like, I get what I get. What you're saying, I get why you don't like it. But I don't know. I was, I enjoyed some parts of it. Um, the locusts were just. They, I will agree with you. They are unnecessary. But it was it was a more science fictiony part of it. But like at the same time, we're watching a movie about dinosaurs on Earth, so that's already pretty science fictiony. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about locusts. No, when there's
0: goddamn when there's goddamn stegosauruses stampeding through Africa, show me that.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like you saw bits and pieces of what could have been an a pretty in, interesting movie, right? Like, you had little bits and pieces, but I think it's pretty – if I were universal, I mean, sure, it's making good money, but I guarantee it's going to fall pretty hard. Um, I would have no problem telling Trevorrow, like, thanks, but, you know, we're moving on. And I actually have a great idea of how you can start over, just completely. Wait about five to ten years. You make a, a, a Peacock streaming series called InGen, and it starts, uh, it talks about, like, how they got to Jurassic Park, and then you can slowly bring it back, like, um, it probably is a reboot of Jurassic Park, but, like, I think that will happen eventually, just, it will be probably another 10, 15 years before it happens, but that's just my idea of how you can start over, because that's what I instantly said as soon as I walked out, like, you know, this is the end of it, I don't know how you can go from here, and I don't know if you should go from here, Be- and especially if it's Trevorrow, because I will, I do, I have agreed with you that I think he's a bad director. And I, I really want to see this episode nine script now. Yeah, that motherfucker should never work,
0: should never work again.
2: Like, give, least, give, him,
0: give him small directed to, to DVD movies, but like. At least Woody Allen is competent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we're we're agreeing to disagree on certain points, and I agree with you on some things, but I don't know. I'm just sick in the head. I I enjoyed part of this movie. Um, like you're you're visually disgusted with me, and you're basically the you're you're the LCB Discord right now. I I I really don't understand. I really
0: don't. I really don't get how anyone can enjoy any part of this movie.
1: I it I failed. think that's just my cross to bear, my friend. It, Whatever, (laughs) but at least we both like Top Gun Maverick. Fuck yeah! And we got Thor coming out. Jet planes go vroom. (laughs) Officially, Tom Cruise's highest-grossing movie ever. Danger Zone. Carter, have you watched them yet?
2: Oh, not yet. I Uh, I was thinking about doing it pretty soon.
1: Dude, go! Oh my god, I kind of want to go again. Cassie's gonna be like on for the weekend i really want i i want to go see it again just had so much fun and uh i think we'll end it on that it was this was uh this was an episode uh this was one of the bacon wire episodes of all time yep we had <laughs> S- football basketball and we had movie wire to the extreme yeah. hmm. uh, hashtag bacon wire sweep. i still love sd like a brother no matter what okay. so um, My favorite
0: part is when Carter
1: said, "It's Bacon Warrior time." <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, I I love. Before we go, that's so hilarious. That like Sony looked at Twitter and was like, "Man, there's a movement here. Let's put Morbius back in a thousand theaters, and it made eighty two bucks a theater." <laughs> oh, so in, in Abbey, New York, th- in New York, that's like four tickets. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I was just say that's like two people in New York. Like, that would be, that's just so funny. And then I love how there's another petition that was like, we were all busy that weekend. <laughs> Please re release Morbius and we'll come this time. And, and the best part about their marketing was it was the number one movie on Apple TV. Like, what a niche thing to put as your number one statistic. That is so yeah. good. The number, one, the number one movie on Voodoo <laughs> Morbius. It's
2: Mormon time. It's like that uh, Penn State graphic, like a uh, Penn State player's been drafted in every draft except for like five or
0: something. Yeah, Yeah, a Penn Stater has appeared in every single Super Bowl except five. <laughs> it's like really super small. Uh, I don't know if there's
1: any other big movie news we be talking yeah. about,
0: or that uh, or highest G, the Texas football highest GPA team it's history like two, two 8. points, Two point, yeah, two yeah. point.
1: I think (laughs) aim high. Um, all right. I think that's a pretty good episode. Pretty beefy. Um, I think we'll probably plan on at least if we get a recruiter two, we can come back next week and, and talk some, talk some shop, um, to keep up with the other podcasts, especially the one that, uh, big game boomer. Um, I have a grudge against you now. You didn't call us the number one Michigan state podcast. I mean, I I don't even call us the number one Michigan State <laughs> podcast. No, I think it's uh, I think it's locked on. It's Shehan, yeah. It's Shehan. We're um, one of the MSU podcasts of all time. We are a we MSU podcast. Um, but like, I just love how he probably was like, "I need another list. Let's do podcasts." And he just started googling every school, and probably the first one that popped up was it. And I'm like, "Eyes on the Big Ten. They're
0: not even MSU specific." He found no. Blue by ninety. How the fuck could he not find
1: locked on? How could you not like search Michigan State football podcast and land on locked on only colors or something? Like just yeah, even like just try big game boomer not be Spartan yeah.
0: spotlight.
1: Yeah, um,
0: even fucking, even fucking, I can't believe I'm about to say this, even Spiro Avenue. Oh. Like you couldn't
1: come up to Spiro Avenue. I, yeah, he doesn't like me, but he gets some pretty good guests, so like it, it, it can be interesting at times. Um, I just want to go to his house one time to see what it's like. So, Justin, I'll, I I am very willing, me. or inside the locker room.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's some yeah. lockdowns on here, so he just missed lockdown Spartans for whatever reason, which is a shame. Uh, quick shout out
1: to Sheehan and I. Little Caesars is the new pizza of the NFL. Um, our Little Caesars agenda moves forward. We win. Um, the haters can suck
2: it i have a chris i have an anti chris illich agenda please sell the tigers yes. yeah
1: please sell the tigers and please actually
0: build something that aren't parking lots
1: yeah and fu- yeah,
2: fuck time.
0: you
1: illich like fire alavilla it's time he's got to go it's time changes need to be made it's time to fucking do something it's like that arsel it's time to go to go. go uh but like aj hinch is going to leave if we don't do anything Yep. AJ, and is should going to leave. And he should. And he, he should at this point. We don't deserve him. Um, all right, fellas, we're out. Everyone have a great weekend. Um, stay cool. It is dangerously hot outside. I didn't even have my golf league tonight because of how hot it is. Um, so we'll talk next week, more than likely. I think we're going to land some more guys. And if not, we'll just take a week off and come back. Uh, fellas, go green. Go white. Go white.